Welcome back to this week's episode of the Tyson Pre-Show. Are you ready to get after it? I tell you what, I'm excited about this week's interview. I know you're going to enjoy it, but before we get to that, I want to remind you that King Solomon says in Proverbs 4.23, we are to guard our hearts for out of it flow the issues of life. And if you're going to make a transition or you're trying to make decisions of what to do in your life, then we have to guard our heart so that it's pure, that it's clean, that we can make the right decisions when it's time. If you listen to last week's episode, I talked about how you can almost nearly every time make the right decision when you need to. And so if you want to know what that is, go back and listen to last week's episode. I also want to invite you to reach out to me if you have a question or you're looking for a one-on-one coach or you'd like to be a part of a group coaching session. You can reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. There, uh, when you do that, I'll be sure to reply to you. I would look forward to hearing from you. Well, this week on this show, I have a lady on by the name of Heaven Weaver. She was working her eight to five in her cubicle in corporate America, and she stepped out to chase her dream to be a a wedding planner and an event planner. This is an interview that I hope inspires you to step out of your box and do what I know you're capable of doing. So without any further ado, let's get into this week's interview. All right. Well, on the show with me today is Heaven Weaver, and I'm excited to have her on. She's got an incredible story of launching out and chasing her dream. Heaven, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, just uh, just a quick question. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, are you married? Are you not married? Um, what you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself first. Sure. Okay. So my name is Heaven. I am married. Um, I currently live in Venice, Florida. Um, My husband and I are very involved at our church, and I have recently launched my own event planning business. So it's super exciting. Yeah. That's a little bit about me. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, So you've recently launched this event planning business. Um, and that's just, that is like totally fascinating to me because I've heard the term event planner, Mm -hmm. uh, and my understanding of event planners has been tied to like, um, like if you rent a banquet hall, they have an event planner, or if you rent a church, they have an event planner. Your spin was new to me. Um, and so I'm sure we'll get into well, let's just get into it now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> perfect. So, like, you travel as an event planner, and you're like, yeah, yeah. So, tell us where where have you gone to plan events, and what type of events do you plan? Sure. So, I primarily focus on weddings. I am a wedding planner um, primarily. I'd love to eventually branch out and and do more events. Um, but I'm trying to stick to what I know right now and really get that down. Um, so right now I purely just do weddings and wedding planners, um, event planners in general, I feel like is a 
a thing that has kind of taken off in the last maybe like 10 to 15 years, like you've Mm -hmm. seen it grow so much. And there actually are a lot of wedding planners or Mm -hmm. event planners that travel. Um, So uh, last year I went to Asheville, North Carolina. I had a wedding in Asheville. Um, And then this year so far, I have been to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then I do a lot of weddings here in my local area. So like Tampa, Orlando, Fort Myers, Sarasota, and so forth. Okay, cool. That's uh, really awesome. I bet the wedding in Asheville, North Carolina was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was like this huge... (laughs) log cabin with like 10 bedrooms and the ceremony was like outside and you could just see the mountains everywhere it was a super like small and intimate wedding it was absolutely gorgeous and it was in October too so it was like the perfect weather like the leaves were changing it was a beautiful beautiful wedding wow that's that is just incredible um now I want to go back a little bit in your story And just kind of talk, talk to us about how you got started in wedding planning, event planning, and this concept of uh, traveling and doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you haven't always done this. I mean, you just, no. so tell us how you got into this and where, where did you launch from? What were you doing prior to? Yeah, so I have always loved weddings and um, wedding planning. Um, in general, I've just loved planning in, in every aspect of my life. So I was always the friend that planned birthday parties. I was always the friend that planned vacations. I'm big on itineraries, big on timelines. Like I love planning, booking things, making sure that things are organized and in order. So I've always been the friend that has done that. And I've known that I've loved planning from a very, very young age, um, Mm -hmm. And then my husband and I actually had a wedding videography business in uh, 2018, 2019 up in Indiana. And I loved being at weddings. I loved time. I loved looking at the timelines. I loved meeting with the brides. I loved hearing about their vision. Mm -hmm. I did not love the video portion of it at all. My husband (laughs) loved that. That's what he's so good at. But I just loved being at weddings and kind of seeing the behind the scenes, I would oftentimes, if the bride didn't have a wedding day coordinator, which Mm -hmm. we can talk about maybe a little bit of the difference between coordinating and planning a wedding, but if they didn't have a coordinator, then I would find myself, even though I was there as the videographer, I'd find myself stepping into that role, making sure she had what she needed, making sure we stayed on time, making sure guests knew where they needed to go, things like that. So mm-hmm. I've always known that I loved being a part of weddings and planning weddings, and coordinating weddings. Um, but we kind of put that on pause. And then in 2020, mm-hmm. um, I got to plan my own wedding which I loved (laughs) COVID bride, but um, it was (laughs) such a a great time. And where most brides get really stressed planning a wedding, which it can be stressful. Mm -hmm. I thrived when I was planning my wedding. Like I loved every small detail that no one probably even thought about. I loved planning it down to like every last minute, every table setting, like everything. I loved every detail of it. And so then at that point, I was like, wow, I really enjoy doing this. Everyone mm-hmm. else complains about planning a wedding, that it's stressful. Mm-hmm. I am not stressed at all. This is amazing. Maybe I could do this one day. Um, yeah. And that was kind of always the thought from even childhood. 
Um, okay. So did but you I... go ahead? <laughs> well, I was just going to ask. You said from childhood. So, like, were you setting up your stuffed animals and having pretend weddings? What What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by childhood? <laughs> yeah. So I remember we, at recess we used to play this game called Mash. I'm not. No, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's different categories, and one of them is like job. And so as kids, we always dreamed, you know, like, who are we going to marry? Where are we going to live? And what job are we going to have? And okay. you'd have to put down like your ideal jobs. And then, mm-hmm. you, you know, it goes through and it narrows it down. And it's just kind of like a fun little game we used to play. But right. I always, always would put down two jobs that I wanted to have. I always would say either ministry, something in ministry or mm-hmm. wedding planner. Those are my two top picks. Like that's all I wanted to do from like a super young age was ministry and or a wedding planner. Um, Yeah. So it's just so cool to like, and I put that on pause for so many years and hadn't really thought too much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know JLo's movie, The Wedding Planner is one of my all time favorite, even as a kid, like I loved that movie so much. And I (laughs) just would always like imagine myself as her like planning the big big elaborate weddings and I just thought it was so cool what she did in that movie and I was like I want to be a wedding planner you know that's what I want to be um so it's crazy how how I've gotten here now yeah I but I think that's you said a couple things that are very important for our listeners right uh people that are will that are trying to step out into their dreams to achieve their dreams you know, anything worth having is never easy, but you said two things. Mm-hmm. That are key. Um, one is you had a natural passion for it and it came early, it came early in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so many people, you know, look, nobody, <laughs> nobody when they're a kid um, says, I cannot wait to be a part of a pyramid <laughs> and sell to my <laughs> friends and crush it. Right. <laughs> No, you know, um, nobody growing up says, I can't wait to sit in a cubicle and just click on spreadsheets all day. Right. That's not (laughs) right. And so you had, you had this dream and a passion. And then I loved what you said when you came to planning your own wedding, you said where everybody else was stressed and nervous, you thrived Mm -hmm. and you discovered in that, whether you, you know, you know it now, but at the time, I don't know, but and P.S. By the way, your wedding was absolutely gorgeous. Thank so, you. <laughs> uh, hats off to you to that. That was an amazing Thank wedding. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say that you found your niche, right? You found the area where you could serve others, where other people felt stressed, where other mm-hmm. people were nervous. You stepped in and served and thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is so key that I think when people begin to examine their, examine their dream, um, they have to identify how can they take their knowledge and their talent and powerfully serve other people. Mm-hmm. And then when they can do that and make money, they now have found their passion. Yeah. Um, so how is it that you step into an environment and everybody else is stressed and anxious and nervous and you're just like, you come alive in that? Um, I think I've all, 
always kind of loved, I've always worked best under pressure and under stress, I feel like is when I do the best in all areas of my life. Um, But especially for, for couples, engagement is such a sweet period of their life. And it's such a short part of their life. And I don't want them to be stressed during that time. They don't deserve to be stressed during those few months, a year, however long they're engaged. They, they deserve to enjoy that period. And so for me, stepping in and taking on some of those responsibilities that come with the bride planning her wedding, I thrive under that because I enjoy kind of the, the stress, the countdown to wedding day, you know, we're under pressure with time and just, I like making sure that things are getting done. They're getting done in order. Um, and I just, I love the, I love the stress of weddings, um, which sounds odd. Um, and it does, it's not overly stressful to me because I enjoy it so much. Whereas I feel like with most people, the stress is not a positive thing, but for me, the stress and the pressure kind of pushes me forward. And I feel like I do my best under pressure, like on a wedding day, for instance, mm-hmm. wedding days are very, very stressful, but mm-hmm. my goal is to not let the bride carry any of that stress to mm-hmm. not let, you know, the mother of the bride, the maid of honor, whoever it is, it's their job to enjoy their day. It's, it's their job to be a mom that day. It's their mm-hmm. job to be a friend that day. It's their job to be the bride that day. It's not their job to be stressed and worried about, what's going on behind the scenes? Is this set up? Are we on time? Is this ready to guess nowhere? They don't deserve to do that. They deserve to enjoy their day. And so that's why it's so fun for me because I kind of get all of that placed on me and I really just thrive under that stress and under that pressure. And my goal is to let them fully enjoy their day and not be stressed. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. And I can tell you just from having officiated weddings, um, that what you do is so key, um, as a planner. It, yeah. It's, I mean, I've officiated weddings where I've had to do it all, right. I've had to plan it and do all this stuff and help them out. And I'm like, man, I just need somebody here mm-hmm. to plan this. Um, cause that's not me. I'm not wired that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually no it's actually crazy now because there are so many um officiants photographers cater like a ton of wedding vendors that right. actually either require you to have a wedding wedding coordinator or okay. they give you a discount if you have a wedding coordinator because if not then like you said the officiant has to take on that role the the photographer starts to take on that role so they right. actually they even offer like a discount or they require you to have a wedding coordinator because that's that's not your job as an officiant. Yeah. So let's go back. Let's let's go back to. And first of all, yes, amen. As an officiant, <laughs> my job. and and you know me well enough. Um, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but I think I want to go back to uh, when you launched. What were you doing prior to the event planner? Uh, yes. What is your job then? So I was working full time in insurance for State okay. Farm. Um, I'd been in the insurance industry uh, since August of 2019, um, and I launched my business in October of 2021. Um, so I was there in the insurance world full time, um, sitting at my desk, you know, eight to five every day. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, just living in the corporate world and kind of over it. Right. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then what, what was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? You finally, you just said, you know what, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to launch out and I'm going to begin to chase my dream. Yeah. So I actually had a friend, um, in the summer of 2021 that said, Hey, I know you're really good at planning. I know you loved planning your wedding. Will you help me plan mine? Um, hmm. and I was like, Oh, sure. No one had ever asked me to, to plan, help plan their wedding before. Okay. Um, so I stepped in, I was like, sure, I'd love to help plan it. And in that, I just discovered my love for it even more and my love for now helping other people plan their weddings, not just planning my own. And after at, on that wedding day, actually, I had so many family members and guests say, you know, where's your business card or, you know, Ooh. what's your Instagram Ooh. handle? Where's your website? Um, I have a niece that's getting married. I have a friend that's getting married. We'd love to have you coordinate or we'd love to have you help plan. And then I was thinking, oh, wow. Okay. Maybe I could actually do this. Like maybe this could be a thing. Sure. Um, and in that time period between me launching and that wedding, I had two other friends come to me and say, you did such a great job on so-and-so's wedding. Will you help me plan mine? And because of that, I thought, okay, I've got, I just did one. I have two more that want me to help plan theirs. I think if I'm going to do this, now is the time for me to do this. Okay. So that's kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Gotcha. So, so a couple of things, what, I, what I'm hearing you say is um, people confirmed what you had already been feeling for a while, right? Yes. Uh, they, they confirmed it in you, uh, which is usually, usually a way in which God gets us to sit up and pay attention to our own gifts, talents, and callings is that people then begin to confirm it in us. Mm -hmm. The second thing is then you took the onus and the responsibility to say, wait a minute, I have an opportunity and I'm going to seize it. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people really get stuck in, oh, th like I think a lot of people in your situation would have said, oh, thank you. And they would have never thought about the opportunity. Mm -hmm. that's in front of them, right. They would have said, oh, well, thank you. Sure. You know, if you, if you want me, my help, I'll help. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, <laughs> they never really step up to the next level to say, no, wait a minute. I can do this. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that, I'm going to ask you about this. I think a lot of that comes from self-doubt and negative self-talk. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I feel like the reason I didn't do it earlier was because, I mean, cause like I said, even from childhood, you know, all through uh, high school, college, I'd always kind of thought, well, what about wedding planning? What about wedding planning? Mm -hmm. And I kind of always put it to the side because I just had this, no one would hire me mentality. No one mm -hmm. would really want me to do that. I wouldn't yeah. be able to make any money doing that. So then I would just, you know, what, what's the point? If I can't make money, if no one's going to hire me, then why would I chase after that? And I think too, imposter syndrome like plays such a big part in holding us back from our dreams and I would look at other wedding planners and I would just think I can't I don't I don't have what it takes like they know what they're doing and just like this insane amount of like I'm underqualified I'm probably not good enough no one would hire me mentality mm -hmm. and that's what kept me back for so long and I had to fight that even from 
I mean, even from the point when I did the initial wedding to me launching my business, there were about six, maybe about four, actually probably four or five months in between there. And I hadn't really made the announcement that I was going to launch yet, but I had been working on a website, working on branding, all of that stuff. And I, I kept thinking like, maybe I shouldn't, like, maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I should just help friends out. And that's it. Because I mean, who's going to hire me? Maybe a couple of friends at church and that's it. And that's not really sustainable enough for me to just do a couple of weddings a year. So I just kept thinking, I'm going to hold myself back. I don't know if I'm actually going to launch this. And I feel like it really is, like you said, confirmation from other people. Because during that time, I had so many friends and people at church saying like, when are you, you know, are you going to launch a, a wedding planning business or when are you going to launch or what are you calling it? They, they were pushing me and I Let needed me ask that. You, had you said anything to anybody that you wanted to start your own wedding planning business? I think I had maybe mentioned it like offhand, like, oh yeah, I really enjoy this. Maybe I could do this one day, but never, I had never told anyone yet, like, Hey, I'm actually going to do this. I'm mm. working on a website and working on branding. Like this is, I had never, I hadn't told anyone that this is a real thing. Mm. I had yeah. just had people know that I was passionate about it and know that I was good at it. And they wanted to see me move yes. forward in it. Yes. And yet they're coming to you going, when's the business starting? Like exactly. You were so gifted in it. What would you say to the person that's listening right now and they were, they're in the shoes you were in where they're thinking, well, I don't know. I, I have, you know, imposter syndrome and so on. And, and maybe you can take a little time to, in answering this question, you know, tell us a little bit about what imposter syndrome is for people who don't know, but um, what would you say to them if they were thinking that? I would say go for it. I would say you you are your own worst critic. And if you're passionate about something and if you love something and you want to make it a business, then go for it. Take a chance. It's scary. It's not easy by any means, but it's so worth it. Like as soon as you take that step and as soon as you start seeing that reward, it is so incredibly worth it. And even just to be doing something you love, it's yes. It's a thousand times more worth it than being stuck in a life that you're not happy with. Mm. Yes. So talk to me when you say imposter syndrome, what, what is that? Yeah. So for me, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I can look up the, the official definition, but for me, it kind of plays out as in like, I, okay, I'm not. I don't have any type of degree in wedding planning. I don't have any type of licensing, anything like that. So for me, I, a lot of times would get this mentality of like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm faking it. I'm faking it. You know, I'm posting on social media. I have a website saying that I, you know, offer these packages. And at that point I'd only planned a couple of friends' weddings, nothing official. Right. Right. So for me to come out and say, I am this businesswoman, I own this business that's successful. I can offer brides, you know, to mm-hmm. make their wedding dreams a reality or, or whatever it is to come out and say, this is me, this is my business. And I'm confident that I can deliver a quality service. I'm confident that my business is, you know, professional and that it's going to mm-hmm. thrive. I mean, it, it takes a lot to do that. And I think in my mind, I was just thinking, I'm just being an imposter. I'm just faking it. I'm acting like I have everything together and I don't really have everything together. And I think as I've gotten older, I think in every area of life, I've 
notice that everyone is kind of faking it at first. Like no one really knows what they're doing, but they take a step out anyways. Mm. You know, people who have never been a business owner may say like, I've never owned a business before. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to run it. I don't know how to be successful. Really? No one does when they start a business. That's why they're, they're stepping out and they're starting it. It's new from the start. And so for me, that imposter syndrome was just me worrying about, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. People are going to think that I'm an imposter. I don't think they're going to think I'm faking it. And mm-hmm. while I had, while I have the skills, it, it was all new and I was taking a chance and it paid off. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I, especially when I'm coaching them, I say, listen, action creates clarity. You don't know until you take action. You can yeah. sit on your, you can sit on your rear end and plan and plan and plan and plan. But until you begin to take action, because that's when you begin to learn and begin to understand what needs to happen and how things need to work. Um, and so you did that. You took action. It began to create clarity. And I mean, we're all learning all the time. And we, we were just talking before we started recording this interview that, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, well, I learn something new every day. And I was like, well, welcome to, yeah. <laughs> welcome to life. You, hopefully we never stop learning. Um, right. I think what I'm hearing you say too, is something that I have that just further cements what I have come to believe. You know, our society tells us, well, you have to have a certificate. You have to have a degree to be able to do this. And that's just not true. That's just not true. Um, You know, I, yeah, I have a lot of degrees behind my name. um, But what have they really done for me? Not much. You know, they've opened some doors. I will say they've opened some doors, but at the end of the day, um, in our society, we are able to go out and create our own jobs and create our own lives. And we have that freedom to do that. And I don't think you have to have a degree in wedding planning or a certificate or whatever mm-hmm. to do it and to do it well. Uh, yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think there are so many businesses out there and especially creative businesses that mm-hmm people don't have, they, you don't need a degree and they thrive anyways, because it's, it's based off of your talent and your skills and your passion. And you don't necessarily have to have a degree certifying you. You just need the experience, you know? So when you step out there, when you do your first event, when you, whatever it is for any business owner, once you get that experience, that's, that is your degree. That is your, your license to do more is you have, now you have a little bit of experience on your belt and you move forward and you get more experience. And with every, with every wedding I do, I learn more. I learn more of what to do. I learn more of what not to do. Um, and so I think just as people move forward in owning their own business or creating a business, the further you go, the more you learn, the more experience you get, the more experience that you are and that you can advertise yourself to be. But yeah, I think that mentality, like you said, of people nowadays, and especially here, like this idea that you have to have a degree to be successful is, I think, just so detrimental because it's so not true. And I know so many friends that own businesses that they don't have a degree, but their business is thriving and they're (laughs) making a difference. And you don't need a degree to do that. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I guess, I guess I would say, you know, to you or to anybody else who's stepping out to chase their dream and start, start their own business, 
um, or to do their own thing. Um, what I heard you say is you started with your friends, right? You started, yes. you didn't go, you didn't, you know, fly into New York and try to get, um, you know, crud, the name escapes me. What's the name of the park in New York? The big park? Central park? Thank you. Gosh, how did you park? get that? <laughs> anyway, right. Like you're not, you didn't show up in Central Park and go, all right, I'm ready to plan your multi-million dollar wedding. I mean, right. <laughs> right. you said, okay, who are my friends? Where can I get going and start gaining the experience? Right. 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 So you started where you were at. Mm -hmm. um, and the beauty of that, I think for anybody that's starting, when you start with your friends, because they obviously acknowledged it in you, they saw it in mm -hmm. you, your business. The beauty of that is that your friends are going to give you more grace and mercy when yes. you do screw up, right? Yes. <clears throat> Versus flying into Central Park. Okay, I've got a million dollars for my wedding. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more grace, um, a lot more patience because they know that you're learning and they're just happy uh -huh. that they're supporting you. Yes, yes. And I, I think that's so important that you look around who, what resources, what, what friendships have you developed? What trust have you built up? Um, I, I often say trust is like a bank account, right? And you, you set trust back into a savings account in that relationship. And at some point you need to make withdrawal on that. And you yeah. say, hey, I need to spend a little bit of this trust. Can I do your wedding? I'm trying to mm. start. Yep. You know? And then when you knock it out of the park, like you have been, that trust and that relationship account grows. Now they trust yes. you more. Yes. Um, have you seen that? I think so. I mean, with that first wedding I did, if I had not, you know, done as well as I did. I don't think the other two friends that came to me would have came to me at all, if that makes sense. And even mm -hmm. just with them, like it's because of my three brides that I did in 2021, which were all friends, which were all not official. Like I had, it was all prior to me launching my official business. Um, right. So it was technically unprofessional, but because of them and because of their trust, Right. I've now booked 10 weddings, you know, for this year and next year. Like it's because of them that my business business is the where it is right now. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, some of it is my talent and my ability. Yes. A hundred percent that, but a lot of it is the trust and support of those around me. Cause without them, I would not be where I am right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I think we, we tend to, in our society, we have a, we have a saying, and I don't know how old it is, but it's definitely old. And that is, you know, I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made woman. Right. Mm, I did. Yeah. Well, right. that's like, you didn't even, <laughs> you didn't even, yep. you didn't even, um, you, you can't get born by yourself. Like you're right. Mom wow. You don't do anything in this life by yourself. Like it's true. We're all connected. We all need the support of friends and family to help us get going. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say to the person that's wanting to step out? They're not sure. Um, how would you advise them to approach friends and family to help them get started? How might they be able to, to, um, to approach, approach them? Yeah. So I would say um, making a list even of ways that people can support you and mm -hmm. going to your friends and family and saying, Hey, I have this passion. I have this desire in my heart. I want to start this business doing X, Y, or Z. I would really love 
your support. Here are some ways you can support me, you know, whether it's just cheering you on, whether it's sharing, you know, your business on social media, whatever it is, like, here are some ways that you guys could help support me. And even if it is just words of encouragement, because goodness knows we all need that, especially in our businesses. Um, and just going to them and saying like, Hey, I want to take a chance. This is what I love. This is what, you know, I've had a passion for, for a long time. And I would love to have you cheering me on whatever that looks like for you. Cool. Well, listen, we're going to kind of bring this uh, interview plane in for a landing, which is a reference I know you're familiar with because your husband is a pilot. He is a pilot. (laughs) I get lots of aviation puns all the time. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. So Give us, uh, give us a story. Just do you, do you have a funny story or something from a wedding that stands out that you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened, but it turned out. Okay. Um, oh gosh. Um, I know this is totally off the cuff. So there are lots of things that happen at weddings <laughs> that I m- remove myself from the wedding later. And I think, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that turned out. Okay. Um, <laughs> a funny one though. I'm trying to think if I have a funny one. Well, um, I'll give you some time to think when I, when I officiate a wedding, as I'm going through the rehearsal the night before I tell everybody something is going to go wrong. It's okay. Just act like nothing happened because most things that go wrong in a wedding, at least during the actual uh, ceremony, most people don't catch it. Um, And I, and the other thing I tell them too, is if it does go wrong, you've invited friends and family that love you. So let's assume for the moment that they're going to be forgiving. Um, and uh, so anyway, that's okay. kind of I, advice, yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Okay. So like, yes, like you said, something, all, something will go wrong for everyone. Um, but yeah. our goal is to just try to, to fix it as much as we can and to move on because we don't want to let it spoil their big day this was a this was a minor inconvenience but it was one that caught us kind of off guard one of the weddings I did it was the morning of and the bride and the bridesmaids were getting ready um and they have like you know their cute little robes on the bride is wearing white she's got these white slippers and then we started to notice that there was blood like everywhere on the on the floor and we were like what like what where what is this where is this coming like who is bleeding like what is happening and then the bride looks down and her slipper, one of her slippers, it, white fuzzy slipper is just drenched in blood. And she what? had accidentally cut her toe on uh. something that morning. <laughs> oh and there is blood everywhere, all over her slipper, all over her robe. She no. had actually like, kind of like pretty severely cut her toe. And she was so in the, in the midst oh, of, no. you know, wedding mind that she hadn't even noticed she cut her toe and it's that so- she was dragging blood everywhere. <laughs> um but yeah luckily I always come with a tide pin so it's fine (laughs) yeah that was a funny one need stitches yeah may need stitches but also I'm getting married we wrapped it up I always have an emergency kit with me we wrapped it up with a lot of band-aids and she got married and it was it was a very minor inconvenience for the day but it was interesting not only are you a wedding planner, you're now an ER nurse stitching up. Toes. Yeah. And I don't even like the sight of blood. So I'm like trying not to look while I'm like wrapping her toe in a bandage. Oh my gosh. None of it got on the dress. No, it luckily okay. did not. Thankfully, okay. she did not have the dress on yet. That would have been way even, worse. I yes. Even, um, what was going through 
always inside at that moment. Uh, we were just trying to find where's all this blood coming from. Oh my gosh. So she yeah. had to have stitches in her toe. You well, that's thankfully you were there. Thankfully, you thrive well under stress as yes. earlier. So that's awesome. That that is that is funny. That is yeah. <laughs> so something um, will always go wrong for sure it absolutely will um some kid is going to drop in the middle of the aisle and start screaming um, oh that is uh, if you have kids if you have a flower girl and a ring bearer in your wedding especially if you have multiple flower girls or ring bears in your wedding yes one of them will not walk down the like one of them will either cry or get lost like something will happen i can almost bet money on it absolutely yes I think I was I was the flower girl in your wedding and I'm pretty sure I remember stories about me having a meltdown or something so yeah Yeah. kids and weddings are unpredictable for sure talk about that after the recording but yeah I think you had a meltdown in my wedding but (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so but that's I mean that's just what happens and the more and the more ring bearers and flower girls you have your odds just go up up a hundred percent yes exponentially if you want a perfect wedding like if you want everything to go off without a hitch don't have kids in your wedding but if you you know have kids you love them you want them in your wedding perfect just know that it probably won't go as planned i had uh i had a wedding one time where they didn't want a ring bearer um as a kid they wanted their dog oh i've seen those (laughs) yep i'm like how'd that go it did. It, 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 oh no! It didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, the dog came down the aisle, but then it had to see everybody. I mean, it was just. It has to say hi to everyone. Yes, it was one of those super friendly dogs. You know, yeah. Like or something. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was some other mix. But anyway, listen, we're digressing. Our listeners don't want to hear all this. <laughs> no. Why don't Why don't you tell us? Uh, if people are listening and they're interested in having you plan their wedding or plan or do their wedding, I know you do more than just weddings. Um, how can they get a hold of you? Um, what is your website? And this is your this is your opportunity just to shamelessly plug your business. So go for okay. it. Okay, awesome. So you can find me on Instagram at Events by Heaven on Facebook at events by heaven as well. And then my website is just eventsbyheaven.com. I offer a day of coordination. I offer partial planning and full planning for weddings. So you can find me on there. And if you're interested in moving forward, you can fill out my contact form on my website and uh, then we can get started planning your wedding. Cool. Awesome. Well, heaven, thank you so much for being on. Um, I hope this inspires other people. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, well, that was a great interview. I want to thank Heaven Weaver for being on the show this week. Be sure to look her up. If you have an event that needs planned or you've got a wedding coming up that you're looking and you need to find a planner or a coordinator for a wedding or you have a friend or family member that's getting married and you need someone to need someone to do an awesome job. I know heaven will do it. There are a few things there that she said in her interview that I really want to capitalize on and bring your focus to. The one is, is that her friends confirmed what she was sensing already uh, within herself. Our friends and our relationships are so key and so vital when we step into the world of transition. Now we talked about the acceptance curve 
a couple episodes ago and how important it is to make sure that you surround yourself with your 2% trailblazers. They're going to help you push forward. You don't need everybody on your team to make it happen, but you do need those people that will speak into your life and speak into your dream to push and motivate you to move forward. I think the other thing that I want to point out is that when she was young, she recognized this in herself early on. And so many people that I talk to that make a transition from one thing to the next, there's something inside of them, the way in which they have been wired by our creator, that there's such a thing in them that says, I've got to do this. I've got to step out and make this happen. And That was a key for her is realizing how she was wired, that she thrives where other people are extremely stressed and frees up. She flourishes. And it's likely that however you're wired, you flourish where other other people get stressed and they lock up. You thrive, man. That is your element. It's likely that that's where you're being called to. So if you want Uh, more information about heaven or how to get a hold of her, her contact information, her Insta account and her website will be in our show notes. So be sure to go there. I want to encourage you also, please uh, like us, give us a, a good rating, give us a good review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Please do review us. That helps bump up Uh, bump us up in the world of podcasting. Please do share this podcast with your friends. Uh, That also helps our ratings go up. It helps uh, our listener numbers go up. And so it's huge. Get the word out. Everybody's in a transition moving forward, moving from where they are to where they're going. Everyone needs to guard their heart. And so this message needs to be spread. And I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for spreading this show, spreading the information about this show with your friends, sharing it on your social media platforms. Listen, until next week, climb the mountain of your dreams and own it. Out.